To all that come to this history place, welcome. Uh, my name is Kirk from Walrus Carp, and to my right, uh, my second star on the right would be Kate, the uh, Disney Cicerone. Uh, Kate and I have been talking about doing a show together for quite some time, specifically because we are Disney Parks historians and thematically just enjoy the, the rides in the park so much. So. Oh, my gimbal just gave up. <laughs> uh, apparently, you enjoy rides so much that you decided to flip yourself upside down. So, so tonight, the start of a brand new show, which will happen every single Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or as we call it, Magic Kingdom time over here on the East Coast. Uh, but we are going to be covering off whether it's an attraction, whether it's a show, whether it's a parade, some part of Disney Parks history week to week. Uh, Kate knows way more than me, so she gets top billing on this one. Uh, so we're going to do Pirates this evening. Kate, why don't you introduce yourself to those that don't know the Disney Cicerone? Hey, so yeah, um, my name's Kate, and I mainly focus on obscure Disney history and Disney facts. So I'm kind of like the Disney person for people who already know Disney really well, but also anybody who loves Disney in general. I um, I also do a little bit of um, inspiration, encouragement, that kind of thing, but tend to focus on Disney history a lot and those really obscure facts that maybe nobody's ever heard of. So that's what well, I do. I will say that your encouragement uh, is fantastic. Uh, your particularly your voice work ones. Uh, I've been seeing a lot more folks post videos with your sounds, which is I think proof as well that your your motivation is heading there and thank you so much becca for the roses super appreciate that so i don't, I don't know kate you want to uh how you want to start this off i have procured some some photos and things to add some uh some photo or some illustrations to our commentary uh but how do you want to start well i was trying to think through and i'm like how do we want to approach this where it makes sense because we could just throw a whole bunch of facts at people and then it'd be like what's happening right <laughs> So I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe we should start with, like, how it got started, the idea of the, the ride, and then move um, through, like, maybe the ride through chronologically, how, like, if you're sitting in the ride moving through it, you can kind of pretend we're going through the ride, and then just kind of go scene by scene. That might make the most sense, especially for pirates. I love that. Yeah, so let's do, let's go from uh, concept or inception through creation slash build, and then as a guest, how you would flow through first seeing the attraction, entering through the queue, enjoying the experience, and then exiting off. That probably makes the most logical sense. Yeah, and th there is some differences between Disneyland, Disney World, so we can also go over those as we as we move through it. So. There, I do have right here on, this is like a 19... 80s thermo serve mug i got on ebay uh and this which cracks me up about this mug and there is a pirate on it that's why i want to show it but this was the best picture of cinderella castle they could find is one with a giant tree in the way like you know you could have just stood in front of the hub but that was their showpiece picture that they picked but there is the pirate hanging out with the um the pigs in that one so that's the yes piggy mud pirate love that scene. hey what's up amy it's the free the pirates. I need to split my screen, I think, before we do this. And I have I have a pirate hat, but if I put it on, I like I literally can't hear you. But you guys have to see it because it's super cute. I don't have pirate ears yet. I'm still working on that. It's my like. 
but it like covers my ears so i can't hear anything I'm, like, are those are those fat. pierced goofy ears yes. that's yes. awesome <laughs> That is, a, that is a great, great... Oh, you know what? Hang on. I do have... I did have something. Where did it go? I might have left it in the bedroom. I'll have to get it because I, I do have... Hang on. Hang on. You can't be alone. Give me one... Give me 20 seconds. Talk to the people. Okay. Okay. Yes. I actually have Mickey Mouse ones too, but I was like scrambling to pack all my stuff because I'm in Baltimore right now and I just could not find Mickey ones. So it's like, goofy it is. And I don't hopefully hear anybody... <laughs> So I know I loved it though, but it's like I got these um, probably two thousand nine, two thousand eight, long time ago. So and I don't think they're sold in stores anymore. I don't know why. They're pretty. <laughs> they're pretty amazing. <laughs> hey everybody, what am I doing in Baltimore? Um, we have a memorial service for my father-in-law tomorrow. So not uh, happy to be in Baltimore, but making time for. Oh, I love your hat. That's great. This is this is from a uh, a pirate cruise they do over here in the Tampa Bay area. But I did bring with me something that actually is special. This says Kirk on it, and this is OG from when I was six years old here at Walt Disney World. I had this one and a double six shooter uh, or two uh, two flintlock style guns. But this one's unique because I lost this gun in Walt Disney World. And when we were at the Polynesian, we told the concierge, and they magically found it. So, but it was personalized. It actually had my name on it. So that's that's Amazing. what made it so special. But yeah, this is uh, before they got rid of them. Old school pirate's gun. Still have it from when I was six. Okay, I'll keep my hat on as long as I feel like I can hear you. If I start okay. to like not, so we'll just we'll go from there because it's pretty. <laughs> I love this vibe we have going on right now. It's, you know, you get what you get, right? It's, uh, it's not much more else to it. Okay, why don't we jump right in? Um, yes, gonna, please. I, I took a lot of notes because sometimes my brain forgets facts when I'm uh, just trying to talk. Off you, time, you so. and I are the same. Look, I got a whole notebook. <laughs> I like, I really, like, yep, 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 yep. Love it. Um, so, pirates. Back when I saw, so I'm happy for my thing. I've got this wonderful book that I got not too long ago, and I knew a lot of the stuff in it, but I didn't know everything. And I get has a whole bunch of the original concept art, so I I can show you guys pictures. So I, so would you this. say that's that's the equivalent of the uh, Imagineering a classic book? Yeah, it's written by the same author. So for for those that are curious and are listening to this. Uh, audio only, what is the name of the book and the author, just so people could find it on Amazon easily? It's called Pirates of the Caribbean, From the Magic Kingdom to the Movies, and it's by Jason Sorrell, S-U-R-R-E-L-L. -L. And is there a way for me to flip my camera on this? There is. You're going to go under Enhance and then Flip Camera. I don't see Enhance anywhere. Um, interesting. I see, like, multi-guest, Q&A, Rose Gift. Like, maybe it won't let me do it. Maybe because you are on mine. I don't know. Yeah. That's weird, though. Welcome, welcome to the fun of the internet. Well, you're going to have to just do the old flippy flip. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll muddle through. Um, okay. So, let me find where I started my notes for this part. So, they were originally going to make Pirates of the Caribbean, like, um, based on, like, the the true life pirates, right? So they did um, a lot of research about the original pirates. Um, 
like uh, Captain Blood, Captain Kid, Blackbeard, the Buccaneer. Like they had like a whole bunch of original pirates that they were going to use for this. Um, but they kind of realized. I love that. I think it was maybe Mark Davis when he was researching it. He was super disappointed in the real life pirates because a lot of their stories were just like blown out of proportion. They weren't actually. There wasn't a lot of pirate battles. Most of the pirates died of like venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not like Disney friendly vibe. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, the truth is how piracy started in the Caribbean anyway was uh, essentially uh, English, Spanish were the two dominant forces that were trying to capture areas and use them for resources and ports. Were given free reign to capture the opposing areas and they used privateers or pirates they eventually went out on their own but they were basically paid mercenaries to uh loot other ships so yeah it's it's kind of funny to see that they're they're a lot less piratey than we imagined <laughs> yeah and so they just they like decided they're not going to use like real life pirates most most of the pirates they used were not real life pirates in any way they might have been influenced by some of their ideas about those pirates but they weren't um so uh and then sam mccam did like a sketch of the new orleans theme um area around the rivers of america so i have that like really early one but this actually has bluebird's den on it it's gonna be backwards obviously but it's like a really early sketch yeah which if you look at that it's it's like a small shanty style opening or town is kind of the outside is that is that the facade yeah that would be the outside of it so it says new on it it says uh true life land was what they were going to call it true life land that was so the original like, i the i do have the uh the one that even walt uses on tv to promote it uh but that would have been later on still pre-pirates naming yeah of the blue bayou lagoon attraction it, it, it's it a great say, name <laughs> it says pieces of eight um and it says background true life land berm it looks like tropical planting true and a pirate life. <laughs> this is the real story of unreal pirates yeah so um i know that then they were so they also had a working title of the rogues gallery was another one that they used as a working title for talking now if you think about it gallery right a gallery is usually an exhibit for you to wander around and the original concept for this was to be a wax museum telling stories of pirates and piracy and originally uh almost until uh the world's fair is really what changed the game here but they i mean they dug a basement to make a basement seaside town with a pirate ship underground it was going to be underneath liberty square in disneyland originally it was it was going to be under blue bayou mart which was going to be like a shopping area and a and an eating pay area but i do have like some pictures of the rogues gallery and working on sketches of that that is so that's mark davis that's actually sam mckim okay i can't see yeah. My, my my pirate arm, oh, no, my pirate. Like, I should have bought my bifocals. Well, and it was going to be a, a wax museum that was mm -hmm. like with a series and yes, and then um, and so yeah, you would just go down to the basement and walk through the wax museum. I actually have uh, some sketches of the walkthrough part of that. There's one here. Let me make sure I give it correct 
It doesn't say who drew this one, or I will tell you. This is like a. Yeah, you can hang see on. How you walk through it. Yep, yep. The uh, and the actual physical town shape of it is pretty unique too. Hang on, I got gotcha. you. Me, we're gonna go dually on this one. Oh, let me flip. Trying to figure out what's the. Sadly, I I can flip. You cannot, but. Yeah, like you can see this this underground kind of town. There's a ship. You physically you can see the walking path around the ship. Yeah, yours is after mine. Mine was the earlier version of that. So here too. Can... Yeah, here's that one here. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that one is uh that one's by gosh. Mark Davis. Mark Davis did that one. To give credit uh, where credit is due. You have to. And I okay. love the, there's like some one of the scenes from the House of Wax you can see what they were gonna do there. And you just kinda walk Believe. in front of it would tell you stories. Yep. About the pirates. Just interesting piratey stories. Which they're all I mean, they're so pretty. Like, it, I just look at the concept art that Mark Davis, I mean, this is obviously something that we know and appreciate and what it's turned into, but so much of Mark Davis's imagery, right, without even telling you anything about the story, if you've been on the attraction, you know these scenes. Like, yeah. they are almost verbatim graphical representations of if, if Mark could have just designed the entire ride. I mean, so when he was designing characters after he did all that research and like he found that some of the pirates were just like uh, not not maybe what they wanted to portray in Disney, he made a whole cast of characters for that. I have but I there was a really funny um, quote that they had. I want to show it to you guys because one of them they actually did paint them on the walls of the queue for Disneyland when you walk into it, it was his original concept sketches for it. This is the downside of having a book. Okay, do they, so do they still exist? They do. They're still there. So you can see it. There's one here. And there's the original like concept sketches for it. And they're much they're much more like dandies, aren't they? Yeah. Rather than so like ruffians. They're they're much more like well dressed, manicured style pirates. Yeah, and then it has like backstories written on here too, where it says, um, it says, Sir, Fr this is Sir Francis Verney, um, graduate of Trinity College. He's rich, a very important distinction, and driven to piracy by a nagging wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There, there is some, uh, some truth to uh, some folks wanting to, to gain wealth from this or being outcasts in their family and going to physical piracy. There there's a really good Pirates of the uh, Caribbean like documentary just on the actual history of piracy down there on Netflix. It was random night many, many moons ago. It was fantastic. That sounds fun. I would want to mm -hmm. watch that. <laughs> like so many connections. So they so as they developed New Orleans Square and Disneyland, they and they they developed that so that we had the Blue Bayou Mart, right? That was that had the basement, but it was like mostly empty. So then, like you said, they had the New York World's Fair in 1964, <laughs> right? I'm laughing? sorry. The, the comments are so good. Step one, <laughs> nag husband. Oh Step two, husband turns into Jack Sparrow. Like, he's, <laughs> like all these ones are, like, amazing, and everybody's, like, all for it. They're like, okay. 
All I gotta do is that. And then the other one, David goes, I'm married. I get it. <laughs> That's awesome. I was focused on the history. So thanks for bringing me back. No, no. You gotta, you gotta bring the audience engagement in here. Uh, they're, they're spitting some fire. Fire. Fire 101. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, there's so All much. Right, back okay so back to disneyland history so so we're still in wax museum stage correct wax museum stage and walkthrough stage so it's going to be walkthrough walk that's really important which is so crazy because a lot of these first attractions like even haunted mansion started out very similarly going to be a walkthrough attraction and i i think this just points out the fact of disney history it's not until some sort of massive technological change happens that they can implement it that they are able to pivot relatively quickly back back then, you know, within two years to be able to, to make major, major overhauls, specifically for capacity sake and for uh, experience sake. Yeah, it, it, there was a couple things that kind of made them make that change from a walkthrough through to a ride through. Part of it was that 1964 World's Fair where they realized how many people they could get through an hour, you know, in an hour. So instead of just a couple hundred people, wandering through something they can push thousands of people through in an hour so the capacity became they they realized they needed rides that would be what they call people eaters so that's what they decided to do but another part of them changing it was the um, advancement of those audio animatronics like you said the technology got so much better because of the tiki room they realized like what they could do that and uh lincoln you know yeah, so so that's why I think that World's Fair was so integral because pirates kind of get shelved as a concept idea because they're so focused on the is that what the sixty four sixty five World's Fair and out of that become two attractions that give us one the boat style which is from Small Worlds which came from that World Fair so as you call it a people eater and uh, and then those great moments with Lincoln just showed how physical people audio animatronics could be really advanced. And in fact, so many times throughout the creation of the ride experience, they had to change and tweak timing on the fly because they didn't know, one, how, how fast should we flow the water to make it effective so that we could do a storytelling experience, but also so that they could see these audio animatronics and then what kind of language, how do we pace it? I mean, a lot goes into that. But because of those those two major things, audio animatronics, we no longer have wax figures. And because of Small World, we no longer are walking through. We're on a boat. Yep. Yeah. So way before the Lonely Islands, we were on a boat first. Yes. But Disneyland, of course, um, they found when they made that change that they would the, the boat would go down into the basement and then it would literally have like one scene and then have to go back up a ramp. So they had to make a huge change to the ride to be able to make it do what they wanted it to do. And that change was to go for the first time, go under the berm, which is like the, where the railroad tracks go on. They dug a, a tunnel under the berm and then put the rest of the ride in the show building that's outside of the berm. So Disneyland's um, had, they had to make that change in order to actually give it a show. So um I'm trying to not skip ahead to all the things that are coming. So I'm like, where, where should I stop there? For well, I mean, I, we're, we're, so we've now progressed from this concept of we're going to tell a historical kind of perspective on Pirates of the Caribbean to we're now moving to an actual ride sequence. Uh, we've now transitioned name-wise from True Land to Blue Bayou Lagoon. 
which uh, for all intents and purposes was supposed to be a bayou ride where you would go over a waterfall and then eventually go. We're still in concept. Like we, we, we've started slightly building, but we still haven't actually created an attraction fully yet. Uh, so go over a waterfall and then you run into pirates and a ship and a ransacked town and all these things. So, yeah. And, but then they, that's, um, it was the transition to making them have an, a whole nother show building outside the berm that allowed them to fully realize all of the things that they wanted to do there. And I, they, I know that the basement is like 70 feet down. You're 70 feet underground when you go down into the basement which is the first, it was the drops in Disneyland, um, which is not the same in Disney World. I don't know if we want to talk about that yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Cause we'll, we'll do that as we actually get into the ride sequences um, of riding. So what else do we want to talk about? Um, I, you know what, before we even get onto the ride too, they wanted to have a song. Do we want to do a little X action here? Yeah, well, the song kind of came later in in its history, but yeah, um, it does. I mean, where where do you want to here fill in the gaps first before we get to that? Then we should probably in the future maybe talk about outlining like a snapshot of like where we want to timeline because there's so many pieces of of data. It's you know where do you want to end? Where do you want to go? Know. You know, we could talk for like four hours on this. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle up. This is going to be a seven hour. <laughs> haven't done that before like for lives <laughs> oh, well yeah yeah if you do 18 hour lives like i do on mondays and wednesdays what's a what's a quick seven hour amongst friends <laughs> it's so true well let's talk about the song because you brought it up let's do it let's just okay. go there you why don't you go so uh for those that don't know exitensio and you probably can give even more information on him as an imagineer but was not a uh a musician he was more of an artist and it wasn't until really just happenstance he was by Walt and said, hey, I think I might have uh, a little bit of a catchy tune for that Pirates. And he just kind of half talked it, half kind of quasi sang it to Walt. And Walt goes, all right, X, let's do it. Grab, grab Burns, George Burns, and have him put music to it. So that's how he became an impromptu uh, musician, which if you don't know, Exitensio actually is used throughout multiple ride experiences, not only with his art, but with his vocals, because um, we actually see him in Pirates as well once, and then we see him in the Haunted Mansion, and he also wrote Grim Grinning Ghost, which is kind of cool that uh, he makes probably two of the most iconic theme park songs that have ever been written. And he wasn't a musician. I mean, I think that's like a, we should yeah, it's huge. We have to emphasize that point, that he, yeah. like, you could do anything you put your mind to. Like, come on. <laughs> But he also, in the Pirates, um, he was the uh, the original voice of the Skull and Crossbones, that he mm -hmm. did that voice. And he also did the that drunk pirate with the like hairy leg that's hanging down. That's also his voice as well. So Which, by the way, uh, I believe he's going by the Dirty Foot Pirate. The only reason why I say that is because when I was typing in multiple things, I found a pin. And I'll show that later when we get through the attraction. But I found a pin and a vinyl... <laughs> Like one of those vinyl mation, I think is the the name. It's like kind of like a quasi Funko looking thing, but it was just called Dirty Foot Pirate. <laughs> That's how you will be remembered. He will forever well, be known as the Dirty <laughs> Foot Pirate. But so I time out though is is ours in Disney World? 
the same as yours in Disneyland where the skull and crossbones right before our ride photo, is that the same? Is that Exitensio on both of ours? Well, I feel like they've changed it. Um, right. I, I really feel like it got it, updated. But not, like, I think they updated it when they added the the movie elements to it. Mm. I think they updated the script and so it's no longer his voice. But um, and it does not take a photo at Disneyland. That only does it in Disney World. So don't, you don't. don't you guys also get Barbosa on like a water screen or is that Yeah, is I that thought another you guys one? had that too. No, no, but we don't get Barbosa on it. that. Yeah. You used to have it, I think, because I was just watching. I went I went and watched it because it's been a while since I've been on the Disney World one. And they actually had that screen, the water screen, in yeah, like the grotto part. And I was like, I don't remember that. So I wonder if no. it's from a while ago. Maybe they had it for a few months or something and then it disappeared. So Yep. Little, little Disney magic. Uh, you know how things always change. So, <laughs> okay. So he writes, yo, ho, yo, ho, Pirate's Life for Me. One of the most iconic songs ever. Uh, where do we want to go from here? We're getting super close to being outside the attraction. Yes. Um, the hold on. You said something about Yoho. I was thinking. Oh, so part of the song before we move on from that that mm -hmm. song. Um, he they made it specifically so that you could come in at any point, and it would not. You wouldn't be like the end of the song. You know, you had to be repeating. So the way that he they made it is that you could you could enter that song at any point, and it would make sense in the ride. So none of the None of the lyrics have to do with any of the particular scenes per se. Like it's not attached to a scene. It's all just like you can, wherever you enter the song, it just matches whatever's going on around you. So I love that. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, well, you know what? I just thought about that. That's probably, it's very similar to Grim Grinning because they, that similar loop. Like there, there's never once where you're like, oh, I missed that part. You know, yeah. you're always constantly in a flow. Yep. Um, so Davy Jones was first and then Blackbeard second. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but probably yeah, uh, it was in Walt Disney World. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I remember the, I remember the date. Davy Jones is the squid dude, right? Yes. That's the dude, that's the dude with that. I Cause I remember that either seeing it. So... Yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we Honestly. rode through his face. That's what, yeah, I remember that vaguely. I thought it was in Disneyland, but clearly it there, was there, when I was a kid. There was one at Disneyland that was Davy Jones. Okay. I think there is. I just didn't get to go on it this last time because it was closed. So I'm like, it's not fresh in my brain. Just so frustrating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring back pirate. Anyway, do we want to start at the beginning of the ride? <laughs> yeah, let's let's get let's get uh, outside. Let's look at this thing. Well, do you want to do Disney World and then I'll do Disneyland? They're different. Sure, sure. So, let me flip a flippa. Let's look together, kids. So here's our outside facade of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I always loved when I I first found out that there was a little pirate up in the crow's nest looking out. I always thought that was cool, especially at night. You can see it a lot more during the day. It kind of gets lost because you everybody's just looking at the the banner masthead here. And what's cool about this specific uh, fort is there's a real one. So they took a lot of inspiration really from two different forts, but I find that the uh, our, cat, our fort or castle, however you want to put it, is called the Castillo del Moro, or if you translate it into English, the castle on the hill. However, in 
Cuba, as well as Puerto Rico, they both have Castillo de Moros. The one in uh, Havana is called the, uh, what is it? The Castle of the Three Wise Men, which is the De los Tres Reyes del Moro. I think that's the whole entire thing. I'm not missing anything. Yeah. If you... (laughs) If you um, but if you look, I see so many similarities. If I just pop back between these, with having one big, large spire. Now, granted, this is a uh, a lighthouse versus a clock tower. But then you look at the other angles of it. If you've ever been to pirates on the left hand side, you know you'll notice there's actually cannons at the top of ours. It's I don't know. It's just it's so cool seeing. Oh, that's really tiny. It's cool seeing that they actually pulled um, elements from these rides. And it's not until you actually get into the queue for pirates all the way kind of like in this section that you actually see that this is a named um, part of the attraction, which is kind of cool. I think most people never see it when they're entering into the actual fort itself. So that's that's our outside facade. What do you got? Uh, Kevin says old school Imagineers straight up trace stuff out of books. I love that. Well, the, there is a lot of truth to that. I mean, if you think, if you don't think that, think about all the grim everything. So much of Disney is not not copyrighted or not in, inspired by. Some of it is straight up just taken and then put artwork and music towards it, and it's a completely different experience. And these things have run out of fair use because they were all written so much longer ago. So it's yeah, there's there's tons of inspiration. Mouspiration. Mouspiration. <laughs> Love it. But it's, it gets used all the time. I mean, if you think about Knott's Berry Farm, the amount of things that Disney had stolen from Knott's Berry, which was their direct competitor. So many things. And they, yeah. and they still remain friends. Like, I think that's yeah. amazing that they were still. Well, I think, I think if you think about it, right, like, what's a roller coaster? Just steel and rides and what, what's, what's different about each one? The location the type of track layout, and then the experience itself, whether that is a thematic experience. Um, you know, so, so you can change any of these things. The ride system itself isn't that necessarily unique once other people start copying it. It's really the experience that you build around it. And that's the storytelling. I mean, anybody can build rides, right? But like you go to a Six Flags park versus a Disney park, dramatically different. All right, go to go to your outside. Let's see. Let's go to Disneyland for a hot second. And you're going through a massive change, so we're forgetting that. Let's go to the actual what it looked like looked like. So what it looked like when it opened is a little little bit different than it looks today. This is when it opened. It had um, it was like flat in the front of it. Yes, it's like from opening day that picture of the crowds. But it, it's it was... so crazy to me to see that without the. Um like the queue in the front that's circular with the trees. Like it's like, I've, I've never yeah. seen it like this. Do you know what I mean? They lost the trees, which is so sad because they were diseased. So they just removed them, which is so, I hope they replace them. But um, I don't have a great picture of the bridge right now. But this is a little bit more like what it looks like now. It's, it's shame. You can see the trees there that they removed, but um, this original one, this, the top of that was in, let me make sure you can see it. The top yep. of it was inspired by, I want to, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, Cabildo, Cabildo in New Orleans and Jackson Square. It was built in 1799. So it's actually the place where the Louisiana Purchase was uh, like signed is what this is inspired by, which is oh, that's crazy. 
Yeah, which is actually kind of funny because the the amount that they use to build this ride, the, the amount of money that it took to build this ride is almost the exact same as the Louis, Louisiana purchase. So I don't know if there's an intentional connection there, but it is kind of interesting. I bet there's no intentional connection because if they could have spent less, they would have. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, making what? making Disneyland was such an undertaking because they, they had such trouble finding financing for it because nobody had ever built something like this before. So true. So uh, Kevin says one of the mermaids on the plaque is modeled after Imagineer Nancy Hickman. That I didn't know. That's cool. Um, Dude, so thank the, you so much for sharing all these extras. We can always Google something. Like I'm going to sp yeah, spend a little moment Googling. Um, the, let's see, let me gather my thoughts. The, so the outside of the ride, when they added, they added basically a flyover bridge and they added that, I believe in 1987, I'm so bad with it, but I'm pretty sure it's 1987. Cause that's when they added the stairs up to the Disneyland gallery and they added, they opened the Disneyland gallery. Um, but they did it because it's mostly like traffic flow. So they get, cause people would be lining up in these queues right outside the attraction to create this giant, like bottleneck of people because of the queues so um that was why the bridge was added it just dramatically changed the front of it which i actually kind of like it there's some people that don't but um i don't think we're losing that bridge anytime soon but i don't i don't i know they're flattening certain areas around the rivers of america right now um to make more room for a fantastic but i don't think we're gonna lose that bridge because it still serves its purpose yeah yeah i mean you're still not going to get rid of the issues of traffic flow you know, and you, you need to have a place to put people who are staging there. And the only other way to do it would be to go up and then you would ruin the sight lines. Yep. For sure. So that, that's the, that's all I got for right now for outside. So, okay. Let's, let's go inside. in inside. But yours is really different than ours. Disneyland versus Disney world. Yeah. We, I mean, ours is unique because there's two distinct, uh, Q spins for ours, right? If you go to the left, you're going to go through like the soldiers kind of quarters. And if you go to the right, that's when you go to the dungeon and some of the armory pieces as well. Cause there's, there's some, uh, particularly cannon, uh, section, but the, if you go to the right, that's the, that's the way to go. I know you can only get that way if you're using genie plus now. Uh, but that was, it's where Mark Davis is. Do you guys have the Mark Davis skeletons by any chance? The ones playing chess. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we do, but it's not. A, it's not in the queue. It's in the because our queue is pretty short. Almost our queue is that outside section. You know, I feel like we do in the cruise quarters scene. But I'd have to look it up to be sure. So if you go into the right section, and I will tell you. This is very hard to see because you actually have to look. This is actually a better view of it. You're going to have to look down and around and actually like over through the rails. Like this person had to jam their phone or whatever, their camera to be able to see this. And it's not as well lit as any of these pictures are showing. Uh, but Mark Davis, the Imagineer who basically pioneered most of this attraction, uh, huge fan of chess and reached out to a couple of grandmasters and found a stalemate position on the board so that these skeletons would always be forever stuck in stalemate, which is also kind of funny because not only are they in stalemate, but there are shackles 
which you would never be able to see. It's so, so dark, but there are shackles on this little poor pirate in the dungeon's foot. But a fun Mark Davis thing, one, because he loves chess, and two, because you can only see it if you search for it. A little hidden kind of detail that some people know, but they don't know the full necessary story behind it. So, well, you know what happened in 1990 is that there, during the refurb, people somebody like swept the board clean, and nobody knew how to put the pieces back. And so they actually went back to the original concept sketch, sketch by Mark Davis, and he had on the back of it he had sketched like how to do that setup, and that's how they reset wow. it. And it's like, just, isn't it crazy? that they wouldn't have like pictures of this stuff or like I, I it's nowadays everything gets so well documented and not just by Disney. I just mean in general by people that uh, it's now there's always going to be some sort of piece of living history that's documented via video somewhere on the internet where back then, you know, <laughs> during a refurb, you could lose the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. There was, I think when I was watching the show, prop culture when they showed what they did with the props mm -hmm. for Mary Poppins and they just kind of like they just kind of got rid of them or used them reused them for something else after because there was no sense in hanging on to it they just were frugal like that they just reused stuff and I always thought that was fascinating that some of that stuff just got lost because of that another thing I just want to point out because you will see this hidden Mickey quite a bit throughout Pirates and it's it's going to be on the locks you'll see this in the queue uh, there's multiple times they use locks, particularly on the muskets where they pulled all the triggers off of our muskets, which originally they had triggers. I don't know when that happened, but I just, uh, my friend Jasmine was like, dude, do you know they pulled the triggers off? I didn't. And we inspected it last time, literally on Wednesday, which was crazy. But uh, you'll see that specific one in the queue. You'll see it also on the actual uh, jail scene where they're grabbing the dog and then you also see it later on with Captain Jack Sparrow. So there are a couple of hidden Mickeys here. This is the most obvious of them. Probably in my top 10 is in here as well for ours. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that scene. Yeah. That's pretty much my, my cue. I don't really have anything else except for there is a digging scene uh, where you can hear some pirates uh, digging for treasure or they're burying treasure. It's hard to really hear it. Uh, I heard that there is a rumored connection with Big Thunder. I still have not uncovered that yet. So that is a, a story to be told at another time. Now I want to go research that. <laughs> I know. I, I've looked everywhere on the internet and have come up completely dry. So I think this is going to be one of those living history where I need to ask more and more people until somebody tells me the answer. Yeah. I do see Jackie's talking about needing a rotating archives museum. Like, I don't know why Disney World doesn't have that because we got that in Disneyland with the, you know, inside the yeah. office. You guys need there, that too. I mean, honestly, ready, plain and simple. Just demo everything inside of the Hall of Presidents, except for that front area with all those. You could keep all the history there and then just have that, that whole entire auditorium be a exhibit hall that they could change out to whatever they want to do. And then at night they could host events in there and have speakers, whatever. It'd be so yeah. much better use than the hall of presidents, which is, I don't know. I, I wonder how many people actually go through our hall of presidents. I have no idea. <laughs> You've got like a vendetta against the hall of presidents. I, love it. I do. It's, it's my least <laughs> it's, I get, I'm not going to get into it, but I do. I do. You're right. Yeah. Becky's right. freaking out because she didn't know about that gallery. 
Yeah, I walked through it. That has, right now it has the Haunted Mansion featured, and it's, like, literally the original concept art for it, and I spent hours in there. Like, <laughs> people go to Disneyland to go on the rides. I just go to, like, stare at pictures on the walls. It's great. So, <laughs> um, let's keep moving, though, because so we got a lot of a lot of ride to go. Um, so, we, we're, our queue is pretty short because most of it's outside, but we do have those pictures that I showed you on the walls that were original from Mark Davis, and then... Um, ours goes right into like Lafitte's landing across and we have, um, which is, that's what our like loading area is called this Lafitte's landing, which is after, of course, the French pirate Jean Lafitte. Um, and there, there's not to be confused with John La Dirty Feet. Right. Yeah. See what you did there. Yep. (laughs) Um, there is said to be an anchor that's, uh, by the water that is a, um, from an, an, his actual one of his actual ships i don't know if that's true or not it's like a rumor that i've heard going around so i'm gonna research a little bit more about that but that would be cool if it's true um and you guys have your loading area is kind of conducive with your caribbean themed area right it's uh, pirates bay yeah. Is called. yeah correct and we do see a pirate ship off in the distance as well which is uh our, I believe our pirate ships are named the same, but I could be wrong. Are our ships named both the same thing later on when we get past the cavern? I think so. I think they're the same. Okay. Well, All because right. your ride... Let's see when we get there. The Disney World version was not originally planned to be in the parks at all. Like, they they were going to plan the, what, Western River Expedition was going to be there instead? Right, right. Well, that was... We had a whole entire different... Frontierland until everyone complained that they needed a pirates and begrudgingly they put a pirates in. Um, and yeah. I'll bring it up later, but there is a little slight to to Walt from the Imagineers who were kind of upset that they had to make a pirates again. But listen, man, if if you if you're a big band and you make a, a hit, you're gonna have to play the hit, you know. That's and right. I think that's what they got upset about. So. So true. All right. Okay. So we're loading up and we're floating out. So we're, we're on the boat. Can we be on the boat? Let's be on the boat. Let's get in the boat. Most of the boats used to have names. They don't, they have numbers now, but they used to be women, uh, women's names or pirates names, like French or Spanish women's names or pirates names. But they, now they've all kind of been repainted over and just have numbers, which is kind of a bummer. I like the names. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that on the back ends of ours. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yours is very different, though. Ours goes immediately into caverns. Yours does not. You froze there for a second. Um, yeah, ours goes through the blue bayou. So you have the actual uh, restaurant of people eating. And it was very important to Walt and the original Imagineers that if uh, one of those wasn't operating, that they like all of it has to get closed down because you can't have the restaurant without the ride. And you can't have the like ride without the restaurant because they, they feed off each other for ambiance. Now, they don't really stick to that anymore. Uh, get it? They feed off each other? Yeah. Well, they, they don't really... I don't think they really stick to that anymore because they did keep the restaurant open while they did this refurb for a little bit. And the, there was, like, ugly walls up, and it was awful. So now they're they're closing it down, too. But the so the Blue Bayou... Thank you for pulling up that photo. So the Blue Bayou restaurant was the, actually the world's first themed restaurant. World's first. And the... um house that you can see in those photos was um uh, it was hearkened to the chicken plantation house which used to be there 
um, which was where you could get a chicken dinner, which also was stolen from stolen from Knott's Berry Farm, that idea, because that was the, the owner's wife of Knott's Berry Farm used to feed a chicken dinner to people. And Walt used to go there to celebrate and have chicken dinner. Um, so anyway, they had the chicken plantation house, which was removed, but it was almost in this exact location by the river. And so this is their way of kind of like paying homage to that is by keeping this house around. Um, so if you float by um, this restaurant, people are eating, it's really peaceful. Um, and there's little fireflies that fly around, which are just like little tiny, like grains of, I don't know what they're called. They look like little tiny, like grain of rice sized bulbs that float around over a fan. And that was mailed, made by uh, Yale Gracie just kind of messing around. Um, and he uh, didn't, hadn't actually seen a firefly before he made those like in real life, never seen a firefly, just, but he still made very convincing fireflies. Um, as you float through that. I movie, feel like I've, I feel like you taught me that. You definitely did. Cause I never, I didn't read that anywhere for sure. I did TikTok about that a long time ago. Um, a long time ago, like less than a year, but <laughs> it feels like a long time ago now. So then. I remember when I made a TikTok on fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> just said it yeah so then you're floating through uh the, the the bayou here and then there's the the shack with the the solo banjo plant banjo player um who is also known as you want to take that away beacon joe beacon joe. the one and only beacon joe is my audio terrible for you? I'll I'll unplug my headphones because somebody was complaining about it two seconds ago. Is it all right? Can you I'm, hear me? I'm, I'm okay. Is it weird? Either way. Um, okay. So yeah. So here here's Beacon Joe, which Beacon Joe gets used quite a bit. Uh, not only in Disney World, we see him uh, three different times, uh, but you guys get reuse of Beacon Joe too. Yeah, he's uh, he's also in the end of the ride in the scene with the jail and he's the pirate with the crown not pirate sorry the animatronic with the crown who's sitting at the ballroom ballroom scene of the haunted mansion with so he's sitting at the table has the crown on that speaking joe so same audio animatronic they repurposed and they did that with several other audio animatronics too and then the banjo player I'm trying to see if i can pull up oh good I'll, while you do that the, so there here we go here we go. Here is here's yeah. Mr. Beacon Joe Crown. There he is. And then a much more obvious one, I think, is the Pirates Jail scene. And I'll pull up kind of their faces because it, it makes more sense when you see their faces head on. Here we go. Now where's Beacon Joe? Where's his face up close? So, all right, here's Bacon Joe up close, right? It's and boring. this is him in the beginning of your attraction. Mm -hmm. And then here we go. We see him again. He's the one standing up. Yep. So I'm going to jump between these relatively quick. So here's that guy right there in the center. And then there he is in the front. So we do have him in uh, Walt Disney World. He's just in the jail scene. But we also can see him on the rivers of America. He's in this alligator swamp, just just hanging out, you know, doing what he always does. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> Which is basically chilling in a rocking chair. 
he uh, used to play two songs on his banjo. They recorded two of them, but they only play one now. I know they play Oh Susanna now, and I'm trying to remember the other one that they used to play. I wrote it down, but I can't find it in all my notes. So there used to be two different songs that he'd cycle between, but now it's just Oh Susanna. And it's just really peaceful and quiet. If you've never been there, it's lovely. It's like, it's a vibe. <laughs> but It is... So I actually like the Blue Bayou, and this was back before you had to actually call for reservations. There was no apps or anything. So when Mel and I went out there, of course, I didn't plan ahead. Of course, I didn't call ahead. But I got us into the very first seating, I think, at 11 o'clock just by not rope dropping, but it was probably like 9.50. I was there to get us into the Blue Bayou. I was like, this is a must. Everybody said, got to get a mint julep, and they're uh, free ref- free refills in the Blue Bayou. Not alcoholic. We're in Disneyland here. Uh, but I went ham on a lot of uh, <laughs> mint juleps. And that was the very first time that I ever had the infamous deep-fried Monte Cristo sandwich, which is served there at the Blue Bayou, which we now have a version of it uh, at the Plaza restaurant for a 50th. And then Bar Riva had a better version of it. But I'm going to be honest, I had the 50th one. Just a giant fried mess. Really good sandwich, but frying a sandwich, not really my cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) They have it at uh, Cafe Orleans. Oh, yeah. Blue Bayou is still there and original theming, yes. Yeah, it's still there. Right now, it is closed during the refurb for Pirates, but should be up beginning of the summer-ish. They said early summer. So let's hope it's all back by then. So, okay. So we're down. Mm -hmm. We've been through the bayou. You did have bayou. So no bayou for you <laughs> you have that like like see a no bayou thing like then you have that part right <laughs> great <laughs> we do we have a literally just in the distance a pirate ship and you're like okay what is that all right i'm on into a cavern it's sad not it's lie. not as good <laughs> it's sad. okay and then we see this yeah. skull and crossbones right and then we head down the no, water. we're we go so for ours, we go immediately into the caverns, and then the caverns lead us to our beach scene, which shows the crabs and our pirate with the seagull on his head. Then we go into the helmsman, which is the pirate steering the ship, and then we go into skull and crossbones waterfall into the wicked wench. So, so ours is very different than yeah. your beginning. It's dramatically different because you guys have two cavern scenes. And you have two waterfalls. We have two drops. Yeah. Two. two drops. Yeah. yeah. That get you low enough to go through that tunnel under the berm after the. So the um, I looked it up and it they're they're the same length. I think they're same same length of the drop. It was like fifty two feet, I think, for both of them for Disney World and Disneyland. But then there's a there's a they're split up. They're either split up. Where's my notes? I'm going to buy my notes, friends. Um, gosh. It's 52 feet. The, oh, the first one is 52 feet, but that's all you guys have in, in Florida. We have uh, one a second one that is uh, 37 feet, and they're both at a 21-degree angle. So, um, But the Florida one can't go lower than that because of your water table. That's why it doesn't have a second drop. Also, doesn't have to get below the berm. It's probably also. 
I was going to say it probably also uh, only goes to the depth relative to, and probably one of the few spots that the Utilidors don't run to directly because it, you know, the way that the Magic Kingdom is built up, it's basically they created a basement and, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's it built it up. So it's like weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that, I'm so, I've never been, I think they have a tour, Keys of the Kingdom or something that just sounds awesome. But eventually, I got to check that out. Apparently, Paris has two drops as well. Yeah, that's the more that's, you know. Thank you, Barbie. So the Paris one is interesting because they have a low, like a low high water table. I don't know how that works. High water table, but they they have the same thing that Florida has. High. So what they did was they actually built it up. So they they built it up two stories so that they could still have two drops. So they have like a giant fortress outside of theirs instead of just uh, like ours or quite as fortressy but that's because they had to hide the show building because they built it up two stories so two drops in paris so that's all i got so, for the so you guys have something um after we get past your cavern scene you guys have like a bar scene right we have uh the pirates crew you have more uh, than that but mm -hmm. wait 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 i have photos i gotta get to them Hold on, moving. Oh, I have a picture of the fortress. There's the Disneyland Paris fortress. So that's that's why they have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So after we have the bayou, we've got the grotto first. So we have the grotto, which is like a really extended area that has a whole bunch of waterfalls. I think there's five waterfalls and we do see a skull and crossbones um, in like lit up behind one of them. And um, we move to Dead Man's Cove, which is like yours, the dudes on the beach, right? Which they originally <laughs> were gonna have alligators. Right, we have that. dudes on the beach. <laughs> dudes on the beach. Well, they had, they were real, gonna have- Real, real ones or no, like... audio animatronic? <laughs> ones would have been an adventure um, no dude uh, first of all i actually think alligators would work pretty well there and they, would. they don't really move like there's we have we have gators all over the place bush gardens has gators a huge gator area gator lands like gators are pretty good as long as they're well fed so they're, and walt originally wanted the jungle crews to have though. animals so <laughs> right thank oh you Lids. no they were gonna have they were going to have audio animatronic alligators, but they kind of like got cut. And so each of these scenes that they had, um, the grotto and dead man's cove and all these, all these places, um, they were originally had narration to them that got cut as well. So now you go through it and there's like, this is quiet with music. Right. But they actually have a whole bunch of narration. I'll probably make some TikToks about it. Cause I'm not going to read it to you guys. It's like ridiculously long, but they record it with uh, J Pat O'Malley and Paul freeze they record some narration that goes in with each of those scenes so then we have the hurricane lagoon which you have too right i have original concept art for it so yeah so that is our helmsman as we would call it um but yeah there's basically giant storm behind him as he's steering nothing he's hanging i love that giant shot. wheel to nothing i love his like yeah where do you have that you have that before your drop, after your drop, before your drop, before, before. It. so so we go caverns, dudes on the beach, 
helmsman or hurricane, crossbones, Atencio, flash, drop. So we yeah, haven't we, even dropped yet. Right. Well, okay. So do you guys have the, the cruise quarters then with the pirates port in the No. So I want to I want to talk about the cruise quarters because I got super excited about uh, a scene that's coming up, particularly that got changed with the auction scene with the painting that's in the background that Mark Davis kind of alludes to what may have happened. What? Oh yeah, a big one. Yeah. So exactly. So this is in your in your cruise. What what was the phrasing that you used? They call it, we have uh, cruise quarters and captain's quarters. So this is the cruise quarters. You can see the paintings. In so this the is where they're drinking. And there's the, right. So on the left-hand side of your screen, that's the painting. On the right is actually in the attraction in the background. Does this look like, and remember, this is the original, not the refurbed changing auction scene. But doesn't this little lady look a little bit familiar? To maybe perhaps let me go to the original one. Where's the original? Maybe to an original somebody with a beauty mark right here. Very similar look. So Mark Davis kind of says that the redesign of the auction scene makes a lot of sense because it's possible that red or the red head. Uh, who is much smarter than some of the other ladies being auctioneered off, went with the drunkest pirate who paid the most and then overtook his ship and became Pirate Red. So that kind of actually goes along with the redeveloped storyline uh, using utilizing that painting, So, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think the original story was that this is like what your life becomes when you have um served pirates for many years that's how you kind of end up at the end of it <laughs> i was trying to say that delicately <laughs> yeah there's i mean it gets a lot worse but we're uh we're gonna keep it uh pg yes so i love uh we also have the captain's quarters which uh i just learned something that i think you'll love is there you i'll show you a picture of it but there used to be uh, they were originally going to have a pirate sitting on a chair. I think this one's the Paris version, but this is this is pretty much pretty, very similar to the one that's in Disneyland. It's not exactly the same, but it's a, a the captain laying in bed. Um, usually, he's looking at a map through a magnifying glass, and there used to be a parrot that would sit on his chair in the room and like chat with um, like he would say things that he heard the captain speaking about with his crew like his plans and stuff but they nixed it so it never ended up happening but it's rumored that the skull that's above the captain in his bed is one of the last remaining real human remains on the ride but um everybody has said they've all been removed because uh if you don't know i'll back up a little bit so they they couldn't back when they first made pirates they didn't uh have the capacity to make or the, the artistry to make bones that were very uh um realistic there they I guess they weren't realistic enough for them so they did take real human remains from ucla and use them in the ride now they've they disney has said they have all been taken out and replaced as like technology got better as the artistry got better they made realistic looking bones and they put all of those people to rest but there's a lot of people that say the one that is over the headboard 
in the Disneyland version is still real. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Because I, I love the idea that they put them all to list. It's, I would rather have that. <laughs> it's, but it's a fun rumor that we'll never actually get the truth out of. And I think probably Disney's okay with perpetuating some of the rumor that, yeah, we, we put them all to rest, but guests are still going to talk about there's a real dude skull up there yeah. or dudette. There's some people that would really love if that was true that, you know, that like that kind of thing. So <laughs> I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun rumor. If not. I mean, I lo- look at, look at uh memento Mori. They literally have memento Mori pictures of dead kids in there. It's really creepy. Like that's a real thing that's in a gift shop right now in Disney world. You can go see a bunch of dead people, like real dead people. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. And it still is there. It's creepy. It's also really weird. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, that phrase in Latin basically means like all things must die, which is, is actually not, it's not supposed to be like grim. Uh, it's supposed to be like live your fullest life because we all kind of end up at the same. But then they would also take these photos of people right after they passed, basically in like really nice clothing with their eyes open, poised, and it's just really strange that there's a collection of about four of these photos of and some of them are kids some of them are adults and it's it's literally in a gift shop in walt disney world right now yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) what can you say about that i don't know it sure is i got nothing (laughs) it's it's something but yeah so moving on (laughs) um the, so we have the treasure room, which you guys have in Disney World, but you have it at the end versus we have it here where, like, the dude sits on the pile of treasure. Well, so not exactly. Yours is a dude sitting on a giant pile of treasure. Ours is Jack Sparrow drinking uh, wine, talking to a parrot while he's rocking in a chair, and behind him is treasure. Well, we used to so have... Different. We have Jack Sparrow now too, but you guys used to have uh, the soldiers used to be tied up and they used to be all the, the pirates mm-hmm. kind of going through their loot. So they called it the treasure room when it was first made. Now it's been redone, obviously. But this treasure room had um, a whole bunch of gl- the coins are actually made of either plastic or like pressed, pressed foil, I think. It's like they're not real. Sorry if I spoiled that for anybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's the the treasure room so oh and this is one of my favorite parts they used to have a, a concept was called honest maroon pete and it was a soldier with a trench coat that would like hawk you pirate stuff there <laughs> was like an actual script I, of it so wait did, did he ever show up anywhere no he was never made it's an early draft of existentio's script Oh, including the three hungry caterpillars that guarded the... Oh, I guess it guarded the treasure. They were... <laughs> but, um, let's see. Avast their mates <laughs> here. I can get it for you wholesale. The captain's away mate. Special discounts today. Guaranteed only for the finest homes and never pay retail peg leg peats. And he just goes on and on, basically just hawking his pirate treasure. <laughs> Lin- Lin's wrote, this would be peg leg Pete talking. Hey, kids, want to buy a sundial? <laughs> but although it was the 1700s, the 1700s, what would the t- they didn't have wristwatches back then? I don't know when pocket watches became in vogue, there, but watching, interesting. I don't know if you can see it, but there is a watch. There's necklaces, jewelry, mm. all the various things. Yeah, 
<laughs> so anyway, so the treasure. So we have the treasure room, and then we have the ghostly grotto, which is like the transition point for us, where it's like your view gets really, really narrow in Disneyland, and you go through. That's when you're going through the tunnel to go through under the train tracks through into the show building. So everything gets really small. Anytime you're in the Disneyland Pirates and everything gets really small around you, you're probably going through the tunnel under the trains at that moment. So then we go to, we so you guys are now going down your drop, right? Because you've gone past the scenes. We are out of the drop and we're now seeing the Wicked Wench for the first time with Barbosa on top. Right. So and I love how they did that because, of course, they were they're um, cinematic like filmmakers, right? So they they start with the long shot way far away from the boat, and then they they get um, they kind of do the mid range, and then they do close up with the water and the walls. Like you end up getting really close, just like it zooms in throughout the scene. I love that effect. I have a good picture of it. Not of the seat, not of the effect, but the the wicked wench herself. Well, and here's like an original sketch from The it. Wicked Wench. Yeah, it's awesome. And in the Disneyland version, you do get wet by the cannons pretty frequently. Like, you, you, you get pretty splashed on it. Dude, for ours, for the longest time, nothing. Now, it's like they crank the volume knob up on the, uh, the water. They're like, we need to make this a little bit more thrilling. I get soaked sometimes, like so much so, I won't, I used to always sit on the edge, I won't be within like a foot and a half of the edge during the cannon scene, because there's, sometimes you're like three foot away from one of the blasts, and you just get, you watch people get soaked every time. And they're not expecting it, because it's not like Splash Mountain, but apparently when they first did it, the boats that went down, the whole, like, it was like Splash Mountain, the whole front row would get completely soaked, so they had to actually put screens up until they kind of figured out how to design the boats or whatever to make it so that it wasn't, you weren't getting soaked every time you rode. So fun fact, it's like mini Splash Mountain. <laughs> so, you have mini about the Splash Mountain. It was awesome. No, I don't. I don't. Um, I mean, originally, what was the, what was the original? Do you know uh, anything about the original pirate that was on there versus when we got replaced with Barbosa? Yeah, he was. I don't uh, really have anything except for except for Mark Davis's concept art, which is yeah. I have that. That's probably the same sketch. And he was yeah, actually exactly. That's what I'm looking like, at here. He was like Blackbeard was what it was. They say it's uh, was inspired by Blackbeard um, Edward Teach because of the ribbons tied in his bushy beard. That's why they say it was it was inspired mm. by Blackbeard. So one of the few real pirates that kind of made it into the ride because the rest of them are all just made up so should we move on should we paddle our boat let's move it ride but we got like <laughs> the canoes <laughs> where where do you guys do you guys go then to the mayor scene mm -hmm. the rest of it is pretty much the okay. same yeah okay so um, so we have the, uh, the well scene is what they call it. The well with mm. Carlos, Carlos being dumped. Yep. Um, 
thoughts on that. Oh, this is really creepy picture. Hang on. Like a very disturbing picture of Carlos. That is weird. So that one was uh, Blaine Gibson was eating at a restaurant with his wife and he saw somebody across the room who was eating and he loved his face. And so he made that face of the magistrate is actually just like some dude that Blaine Gibson saw eating in a restaurant. And he like sketched it and then sculpted it. And so that's, that's how we got. Wait, wait, what you don't know about him is that he was like, that's a dude I want to dunk in water for the rest of his existence. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. And uh... (laughs) he was like, this dude didn't sit us fast enough at this restaurant. So you know what? I'm going to get him. I'm going to dunk him forever. Well, and Alice Davis, who had, she did all the costumes for Pirates of the Caribbean. She was like, well, how do we make his shirt look wet without like, we can't dunk it over and over again, perpetually in water. It's going to get all mildewy and gross. Right. So they, they soaked it in mineral oil and that's why it looks wet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So perpetually mineral. I told you, this is the reason why you get, you get top billing on this show, Kate, because I'm writing things like. 21 degree angle and <laughs> mineral oil. Like this is the stuff that I care about that no one on the planet earth does, but us. So <laughs> you look back at it later and you're like, what does mineral oil have to do with 21 degrees? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So no, I'm, I'm writing it specifically in the, uh, in I'm telling you now coming to a walrus carb stream near you is basically this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, I love this scene because they were, they were originally going to have the captain who was dunking him, like the hook man captain. They were going to have him sing a duet mm-hmm. with Parrot during the scene in Exitensio's original script. He was going to sing an act that was like going to be like a musical at the well. <laughs> and I'm kind of sad that we never got it, honestly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um... Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've always wondered why is his wife, I'm assuming it's his wife, why is his wife always saying, like, don't be chicken, don't talk? But, like, earlier script parts to Carlos's dialogue is, like, he'll tell them everything until his wife says something. And then he's like, I will not talk. I mean, and I'm like, no, why is. Why did he change so much? Like, what is the... Uh... Well, I mean, look at that face. <laughs> there she like... is. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be kind of scared of that face myself, so... <laughs> I, th- I think it's the... If I in my kerchief and wife in her nightcap, like, I always think of, like, the night before Christmas with her, like, bonnet on. Oh, my like, goodness. Do, do not deal with... Uh... First of all, she's not even coming out of the house. Right? Like if you saw your husband getting dunked in a well repeatedly, would you at least maybe come out of the house? She does not. She decides to open the shutters, close the shutters, say something, then hide, then say something else. And she's not saying anything about the pirates. It's everything to Carlos. Like, do you know? She doesn't say, like, please stop pirates. She's like, Carlos, you better not chicken out and say anything about where everything is hidden. 
That is true. Like, she's not saying to the pirates, like, get your hands off him or let him go or something like that's probably not once. Like... Not once. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you would at least bare minimum, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. I never really thought about it, but now I'll never unsee that. Oh, yeah, gosh. sorry well, about that. This is the stuff I think about. Well, that, I have it. Oh, gosh, where is it? There's a picture. So I was thinking about how, you know, they used to make scale models of everything before they made it so that they didn't make any, you know, multi-thousand dollar mistakes. So they made a 40-foot model of this. Actually, I have pictures of it. Here. Oh, wow. And they did it. I love that. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? And so that's they, gorgeous. Like that would be one of those things where could you imagine seeing that somewhere and being able to view it? Oh, I want to see that so badly. But they so they made all these scale models of all the things, and then what they did was they they had they put Walt on a rolling chair, just like right before he passed away. They put him on a rolling desk chair and they shoved him through the ride, like pulled him through the ride. And um, I think it was Claude Coke's wife Evie. She was just like. He's like that that ride was better than the what we actually ended up with. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine like Walton on a chair rolling through those seats? I love it. I mean, yeah, because I, I remember when they would do the jungle cruise, it was a drive through. They literally were like in a Jeep and they yeah. were like driving through the trenches of the jungle cruise. So why not a, an office chair rolling them through? <laughs> I know that's like such a great day at the office, right? It's like <laughs> rolling through the bike. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so every time I see that well scene, I just think about that. So it's good times, good times. And um, I think we're off to our next scene, right? Auction scene. Auction scene. Auction the scene. Controversial auction scene. Mm hmm. So we want to tackle this one. <laughs> it's uh. I think we explain what it looks like and what it is now, and we move on. Well, to be fair, they did their original like uh, storyboarding of it. They they did say like uh, it was kind of like auction, like I don't know the exact wording, but it was like take a wench. But they added the like for a bride to make they were trying to make it like family friendly by adding like for a bride because they're gonna marry them. Well, they're, they're, this is where it gets even crazier. They just go, okay, well, pirates would have just done whatever they wanted, and they would have never auctioned off women for anything. They would have just grabbed women, which is awful to say. The, all these things are awful, but yeah. that's how the Imagineers justified, oh, this, will, this, makes, it, this makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> that was their logic. I think there's, like, there's no denying that this scene has a lot of a lot of issues <laughs> this scene has some problems this we scene has a lot of problems like so you know and then like the gag was they were like trying to auction off this uh more um heavy set woman which is not what they called her um and like nobody wanted her and they would the pirates were like heckling and saying all these awful things and they, they we want the redhead that's where it came from and all the things so so you know it, we all agree this is maybe not like the the I kind of see why they changed it <laughs> but the Imagineers were not happy that they changed it the original ones they were they were like yeah ap apparently I mean 
apparently the redhead was also uh, a lady of the night uh, that was well known, which is also ridiculous. Yeah. And there's like a line in the dialogue that the auctioneer had, which basically said, like, don't show off all of your characteristics. Like, t- basically telling too. the... What? There were some that were even worse than that, too. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this All right. So, so then it moves and changes. Well, I have, wait, I have one more thing to say about her. That's not controversial. Okay, go for it. Go for she, it. She has... Um, under her like the original one she did not have any like waist whatsoever it was just like a two inch pipe that went down so when alice davis made her costume she had to do like a a, like an actual structured corset in order to give her the hourglass shape because she pretty much like has no body under like below this area so they they she was just like a two so um kind of an interesting feat that she she the costumer had to design her body so to speak because of that that was that was interesting Now, um, Pirate Red, interesting character, switched it up, gave her guns, gave her booze. (laughs) That's where we're at now, people. (laughs) She's sure something, but uh, now, (laughs) well, that the chicken. Go ahead. The chickens in that scene. I'm trying to find something that's not like awful to say. So the chickens in that scene were. All right, uh, let me find the chickens. <laughs> they are all 100% identical. They just use the exact same chicken over and over and over again. And I think it was Blaine Gibson, maybe that grew up on a farm and was like so mad about it. He's like, "There's no way like any chicken is identical with another." And even the roosters, they use the same animatronic for the roosters. And he's like, "That's just like not, not." like biologically they're not biologically the same so he was mad so all the chickens are the same well, in that room. but time out everyone's an egg layer <laughs> that's the new new line in there <laughs> not unless they be laying golden eggs golden eggs yeah <laughs> so yeah chickens all right auction scene we are through <laughs> we're moving on to the chase scene which also has its original problems. Let's 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 chase on through that one too. Those I yeah, originally this was uh, a bunch of pirates running after women, and now it's women chasing pirates with, with weapons. But they also changed in the middle of it. It was pirates chasing after women holding food or drink. So then the food or drink made it seem better that they weren't just chasing women; they were chasing food and drink. But now they all they are. Now the roles have been flipped and the women are chasing all of the pirates with weapons. And we see everybody seems to be okay with that. So that's where we land now. Well, and it's uh, the, so the turntables that the pirates are like with the women are chasing them. Um, they are those uh, animatronics are actually like smaller in scale to make it like force perspective to make them look off in the distance. So they used, um, it's a specific method, I can't remember, uh, water, they used a, um, a reducing glue molds to shrink them down to make them smaller. So they used their original casting from the other animatronics because they reused a lot of the same animatronics all throughout the ride, but they used a reducing mold. So like as it dried because of evaporation, it would shrink. 
and then that they use those to cast the molds for those animatronics. So they're all smaller in scale to give the illusion that they're farther away from you than they are. So. This is the audio animatronic version of Shrinky Dinks, if you remember <laughs> Shrinky Dinks as a kid. That's the would, It was the most ridiculous thing ever. You would, you would get clay and you would heat it and it would shrink and you would pay for something smaller. That's, that's what we did as kids. <laughs> I had Ghostbusters Shrinky Dinks when I was a kid. All right, so I got to talk about one of my top 10 favorite hidden Mickeys is going to be right in the same scene. It is very dark, and you have to look up in the upper left-hand side. But you'll notice this window, and this is an awful photo of it. I need to do a better job than the Internet. But there is a very distinct, random, silhouetted hidden Mickey. This is an awful, awful photo of it. But it's in the upper left. And it is one of those, like, if you miss it, it's gone. Great, great hidden Mickey's right after the auction scene, right after you you go through the first two of those uh, turntables of chase scenes, up in the upper left dead center of this scene before you go to the remaining three, and we get to Old Bill. Old Bill, Old which Bill. is basically where we're at now. But, yeah, one of the greatest hidden Mickey's of all time that is so, so overlooked people never see it well and there's i guess another hidden mickey that was back in the like port royal scene with the wicked wench if you look on the the wall like where the cannonballs have hit i guess there's a hidden mickey there too but i've never seen it so that's what i hear that there's a hidden mickey i need there. a flashlight yeah i need a flashlight to see that so that would be like a late night trip with a flashlight i, I know this is ridiculous but you have made me obsessed with riding the haunted mansion when nobody else is on it, just so I can turn on my flashlight during the attic scene to look at all of the bride and groom gifts because they get more opulent and austere as we go through her marriages. Yeah. And it's devastatingly fascinating when you read that Imagineering a Classic book. And then now all I do is look for, like, most people are like, oh, look, his head vanished. And I'm like, wait, is that a silver spoon triangle? Like, what is <laughs> terrible it's ridiculous i don't even look at i felt bad the the last stream i did i was staring at that stuff i don't even know if i put the bride on camera like i was like, <laughs> not even looking at her like she didn't even exist so, know, like i'm sorry people boxes. i'm researching i look at the hat boxes on the other side oh my gosh when you taught me i love that i love that we'll, <laughs> well we'll do haunted mansion another time but yes well and then i think yeah. we have to go to old bill yes let's move on old bill sorry i'm keeping us somewhat on no it's yes. okay because yep we don't need to which by the way our old bill our old bill it's already we're already an hour and a half in do you realize this? <laughs> I, I know i know like <laughs> I, my husband's texting me and i'm like i don't think he realizes i can text back because he's upstairs he's like when is this thing end yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> so upper right we have we have uh another hidden mickey that is gone now from uh, Disney World. They used to have a light over here that would cast a shadow that would look like ears, ears, body behind mm -hmm. the cats. But it has since now been gone. So but here we have old Bill who basically rants. Uh, he has a little bit of a backstory. So the one and only old Bill apparently took a job on the Wicked Wench. And after helping to uh, sack the town, he got uh, a little joyous with the rum. And uh, 
the the wine actually isn't beer it's here kitty kitty and uh i just made it funny as you do <laughs> funnier than what it is <laughs> With and he's the- drinking he's drinking a lefou's brew so it's not even a real beer it's an apple juice so nice family friendly i like that <laughs> yeah the, come on yeah um i don't think i have many things except i can i could talk about just for real quick the costuming you know for alice davis we did the costumes for it she's the wife of mark davis <clears throat> and she made uh she asked for and like she she was like we should make multiple sets of these costumes just out of practicality i think any costumer knows that and they said like no we don't have that in the budget so when she she kind of like pulled one over on bookkeepers and she just kind of cal- they didn't know how much fabric was so she calculated how much she would need to make two sets of costumes and she told them this is how much it needs to make one set and so they approved it because they don't know anything about fabric apparently and she made two sets of costumes so when a fire broke out in pirates of the caribbean and some of the hats and costumes were ruined um she would they were they came to her frantically like how many how long is it going to take to make some new ones and she was like well I have some right over here to give you because I planned ahead. So, so which makes me love her so much more. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, because she, she was thinking of all the things that a costumer would think of, not of people who are too focused on bottom line, which, you know, yeah. Well, I'll leave it at that without getting too, uh, too broke on that one. All right, so moving on from Old Bill, now we're starting to really sack the town and light it ablaze. Yes. Um, I think the scene is pretty similar in both parks, but, you know, um, we had Gail mm-hmm. Gracie, the one that made the fire for it. Um, he They just brought him in to tinker with things because that's what he did. He just, like, puttered around and, like, tinkered with stuff and then invented things. He was just brilliant that way. Um, and... So he made it originally with a, a old hubcap on the road, some double crinkly mylar, a uh, light and a fan. This is how the original fire was made. And it's, uh, it actually now is um, white silk. They replaced it a few years ago from mylar to white silk instead. But for years, it was, it was that what Yo Gracie made. And it was so convincing that when the fire chief rode through, he was like, you know, this looks like real fire. You have to put in something that will turn off this effect if there is an actual fire. So, yes, Jackie, I did just make a TikTok about that. Yep. So, and so they did. They have like an auto shutoff for the fire so that people can tell. And and then Mark Davis added a whole bunch of humor to this scene so that people wouldn't panic and think that the room was actually on fire. That's why they have kind of like the gags of the guy balancing the boat and whatnot was so that people wouldn't get terrified by the fact that everything was burning around them because it was so realistic. That's probably also why a dude hanging out with pigs in mud is there. Yeah. Got a little little levity. Yes, there's a couple things there. Yeah, I wish I, I loved the dude with the pigs. I them every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I have. I think he's that. a kid favorite too. And then, and then, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll pull up the Mark Davis picture, and then we will look at the crowd favorite. 
yes. The Dirty Foot Pirate. The Dirty Foot Pirate. Oh my god. So oh Mark god. Davis actually had the Yeah, he had the rum and the mug. Uh so yours is different, right? Cuz you guys actually have like a boot and a I don't do I have a boot on ours or I can can I no, not I think see it? The same. But our one our one I don't think I think you could see his oh yeah maybe you can maybe you can i gotta really look now to see if like where i can see it very distinctly on yours ours is so high up i don't know if i ever noticed him having even another leg but i, I guess he yeah he does i guess he has this striped wizard of oz looking <laughs> leg but yeah very but he's he's so popular that he has his own dirty foot vinyl mation there's a pin for him the dirty foot pirate very popular and apparently they when they when they cleaned i guess they had cleaned the attraction and uh and guests had complained that his foot had gotten too clean i guess this was the clean foot (laughs) people were like you better you better dirty that foot up and so they immediately dirtied that foot up (laughs) i can't believe that they would clean it it's supposed to be dirty (laughs) don't clean his foot yeah well it's just like banging out a, uh, banging out a couple of imp- imperfections on a bell that made the tones perfect for Pinocchio. Right. You right. don't know what you don't know. Gave it some entry level. Hey, can you clean this pirate up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, now we're into the jail scene. Jail. She's like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready with the jail scene. Jail. I have the dog. The dog is somewhere. Mm-hmm. One of my shoulders has the dog on it. The dog is really uniquely different. There's the dog. Yes. I doesn't this kind of look more fox or feline esque oh, yeah. with the ears of the original Mark Davis? Yes. Um, I'm trying to see what concept sketch I have. I have, of course, it's Mark Davis's gag. It's some original sketches of this. Yeah, so of course the dog, you know, is the same one they use in Carousel of Progress and in Living with the Land. Um, they use the same audio animatronic for it, which was modeled after Walt's dog. That's what they say. So, then we saw Beacon Joe in there too. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think I have anything else for that scene. I know that we have, I can't remember if it's between the arsenal. I don't, we already, we already kind of covered it with, uh, it's probably the most iconic scene of the ride. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely the most quoted, most concept art, the most like, yeah. This, uh, someone asked the name of the book. It's Pirates of the Caribbean from the Magic Kingdom to the movies, and it's by Jason Sorrell. I know it's backwards for you guys, but that's what it looks like. Um, and then we have the Arsenal scene. I feel like after, between, I think it's between the two, somewhere in here where there's a whole bunch of timbers in the Disneyland version that get really close to you, that's when you go back under the berm to go back out of the um, show building back into the basement area. So, um, that's uh but it was like when anything gets real close to you remember that's when you're transitioning underneath the railroad tracks um but then we have the arsenal scene which you guys have that as well right with the pirates shooting at pigs you have that right nope we do not 
You don't have the arsenal scene? Like this? No. No, we do not. I know, it's crazy. Your version makes me sad. We go we go right into this. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> no, we literally go right into this. Which was this the is what we have. And then we're done. See, I have original sketches of that here. This is the Walt Disney World treasure room concept art. Mm-hmm. That's and that's exactly what ours looks like. Well, There's nobody shooting okay. anybody. Now, right. Let me see. The only Disneyland does have like was. a like a small room that has those, like has Johnny Depp in it, Captain Jack. We have like a, a very small room with him sitting in the yeah, chair. Okay, so good. Um, but we used to have like I think this, this is so World one. See, the pirates used to be lounging. Oh wow! Yeah, there's. There's a lot more going on with your pirates. So so above our treasure room, do you guys have this? Well, that was your pirates, Kirk. That was the original Disney World version. We don't have that in Disneyland. Oh, really? That were, They were lounging? Okay, well, yeah. we don't have lounging anymore. There's no more lounge lounge pirates. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Did you, do you guys have this crest? Okay. I don't, I don't uh, think so above Captain Jack... It's very hard to see. It's very, very dark in here. But if you look above this, you'll see Marcy Daviso. And that's for Mark Davis, the uh, Imagineer. So a fake uh, Latin slogan for this coat of arms or crest. And you'll notice that, once again, the chess fan, a rook and a rook and a knight. So, which I think is, is really, really fun. I don't know when this got added or if this was in the original. Um, but correct, it's it's faux Latin. <laughs> it's it's not real, but yeah, Mark for Mark Davis, which I love. So it's it's a cute one that easily gets missed. In fact, when we were when we were riding the attraction, it was very fun with because uh, Kate was watching it, and I basically was like teasing all these things that I know she knows already. <laughs> I'm so gullible. Like if you, I just I am like you're asking me questions that I was gonna answer. You're like, don't answer. <laughs> well, it's you know what's so hard too with you and I is we have we have a problem where we like word vomit all facts. Like if you ever say to me like, "Hey, did you know that's an entry point?" Right? Like I won't just like start telling people random things necessarily unless I hear them go, "Oh, did you?" Uh, and they start pointing. Then that's like they're interested, they're engaged. I'm not gonna just go up to somebody who's like while waiting in the queue. It's going to be that, oh, you know what? I wonder if... And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder no more, friends. Oh, my gosh. I had a... Um, one of the plaids was behind me in line, the tour guides. And um, I was telling my brother, like, a whole bunch of things because I was standing in line with him. And and she was like, she was like, I can't believe you know that. <laughs> and I was like... She was like... And then we had this whole, like, great conversation about things. And I was like, yeah. It's, like, I love finding people who want to talk about it. I will talk about it all day long. You know, in that treasure room, there's one more thing. There's like and, a whole bunch of wait. Uh, one more thing. The treasure room has uh, inside has crests for a, a lot of the Imagineers families that worked on the ride too. So I haven't seen them myself, but I hear that they are there. So something to look for next time. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I'll be ultra zooming because it is so dark and hard to see in there. 
this would be like one of those things where it'd be so much funny, uh, so much fun to be able to walk through the attraction, you know, and actually see these things physically. If you had, all right. So anyway, ours, ours ends right there. We exit, we walk up a conveyor belt, which is a giant diss to Walt Disney because Walt Disney basically said, I want people to go up a waterfall. And Imagineers were like, that's not possible. Well, guess what? In my parks, it is possible. And in Disneyland, you go up a waterfall. But guess what? When they made Imagineers make the greatest hits of Pirates Part Do, uh, they said they're going to walk. And I hate that. I hate that about ours because it's well, such a diss. It's, and it's, that's so the only thing fun about our conveyor belt is originally we had little um, little footprints, but there was also like a peg leg print. But <laughs> They had to replace that conveyor belt, and they've never put the peg leg print back in. That was the only fun part of that whole entire section. So, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh no, I didn't. I interrupted you. Sorry about that. But uh, so is <laughs> yes. Mark Davis was pretty bitter about all losing that Western River Western River Expedition concept that they had, and he actually hated that you would go chug chug chugging up the waterfall at the end. He thought it ruined like the story and like the vibe of the ride. So he was so mad about it. He's like, well, you know, if I'm going to do this again, I'm going to do it right. And you're going to get off without going up the waterfall and you're going to like, and, and so it actually does go up a ramp after you're done. Like it does do that. Just not without people in it. But um, Oh yeah. I mean, it's, we got to still get up to the point where we dropped those 50 some odd feet. Uh, and there is like, kind of like you're coming out of a dungeon. There's like little vignettes, very similar a la to, uh, like a space mountain where you're going up a conveyor and there's little vignettes going on. So they're still telling a story and there is a little bit of like Barbosa language going on, but it's not great and clear to be able to fully articulate. Okay. This storyline is moving to here now. It's not. And almost everybody is like literally putting their elbows in my back to like get in front of me. I'm like, dude, we're all going to the same spot. (laughs) We're all getting off pirates. Chill. So true. Well, and I love the, you know, regardless if like you love the going up the waterfall. They do. Or not, they do it. go. Yeah. I but then you float around the front, which you know then gives you the preview of the ride for the people coming in. They see all these people in boats floating around uh, with the the parrot who's like you know saying all his things, and there's the treasure chest in the sand. So you get to float around that before you get to Lafitte's Landing, and I love that area. The boats go up a conveyor belt between the offload. Yes, the boats do go up a conveyor belt to get back yeah. mm-hmm. in Disney World, but you just don't. You're just so not similar. On it. There, this, yeah, this this happens quite a few times in Disney attractions. Like, so for example, on Space Mountain, <clears throat> when you're getting off Space Mountain, you're actually lower, and it's a direct mirror of Space Mountain on top. So, like, when you're exiting out that crazy long exit queue, well, remember that crazy long entrance queue. Well, you're directly underneath and you're going parallel, uh, just going opposite directions and you're lower. So what happens is when you get off that the little roller coaster goes up a little lift hill by itself and turns around. It's just like, I don't know. I would love to ride any of those things, but that's just me. I know. Every time I see like ride maps of how it's actually laid out, I just like totally geek out and stare at it forever. Cause I'm just like, what? That's right over there. That's over that. I'm just like, <laughs> crazy yeah i i always wondered where our doom buggies where our doom buggies let us out versus when they come around the corner like how much of that corner and what does that corner look like 
and oh, how long is it? I would I, love to just sit on, on a that. dune buggy. I got to ride on that in Disneyland. I got to you get I got to stay on at the end of the ride. I think wasn't that that, that was when you were you were vibe tribing. You were vibe tribing at that point, yes. right? Amazing Disneyland vibe tribe because they had someone who um what needed uh what do they call the ECB eight E uh things you ride on ECVs, what are they yeah. ECV. Uh, we were with someone. Yeah, ECVs, yep. So what they do is they, they let you stay on until you, like, go all the way down, and then they let you off. And then, like, so it's, like, you get to actually go through the tunnel out instead of, like, getting off in the normal area because you have to get back to your ECV. And then we went up in the stretching room, which was, like, the best moment of my life because I watched it, like, unstretch. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> and, and yours... Yours actually stretches where ours, well, no, yours goes down. It's an elevator. So it is elongating where ours is actually stretching because it's pulling up. Yes, but that's so cool to, to go up the elevator. We got to save that for another day because I have so many things that I could say about that. And I just want to like view them all out. So I, I, I feel like we have to do, I feel like we have to do a haunted. Well, let, let's preface it, right? First of all, I know we went super long tonight, and I know that really we should try to try to truncate this down into an hour-long segment. Probably what's best is if we maybe do like a part one, part two. Because like, for example, Haunted Mansion, easily we could probably do two to four hours on. So yeah. maybe we do part one of the Haunted Mansion, and we talk about where we're going to stop. And we do part one of the Haunted Mansion next week, and then the following week do part two of the Haunted Mansion. It's probably a good idea. That sounds great. But so, I know that you and I love Pirates and Haunted Mansion probably more than anything else. So, And we're probably more fluent in that. So why don't we do Haunted Mansion next week? Let's do it. Part one. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Yeah, part, part one. <laughs> I know. We have to figure out where we're going to stop. We'll have to Sweet. chat about so, that. Well, all right. Well, I, I feel like uh, we've covered Pirates at Nauseam. There's a lot. There's still so much more than what we talked about. Um, what, could you want to name that book one more time? Because that's a really great resource for anybody that wants to still research one of their favorite rides. It's called uh, Pirates of the Caribbean from the Magic Kingdom to the Movies by Jason Sorrell. And it's just, it's just filled with original concept art. The only part about the movies is like this last tiny little like portion here. The rest of it is all, and it's all different versions too, including Tokyo and Paris. It goes over all of them. It doesn't have uh, Shanghai or anything because I think it was published before all that. So, yeah, it just has Tokyo and Paris. That's awesome. I love that. That'll definitely be on the next list of books for me to procure. But, uh, all right, well, thank you so much for everybody enjoying a little uh, distry with Kate and Kirk, uh, working title. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again next week here on TikTok. Uh, still keep lurking the format. I'll op upload this to uh, Walrus Carp's YouTube as well. And then, Kate, if you want to use it for, um, what do you call it, podcasting or any of that stuff, I'll, I'll make sure to send you a copy of the video as well, or you can rip it from YouTube. So it lives. It lives on, on the interwebs. Yay. So great. <laughs> our, our hats will live forever. <laughs> I know, and I think you're okay, so maybe I should wear this more often. <laughs> It's a look for me. Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's too. <laughs> By the way, I kind of do miss, like, we have swords, but it does, I do miss that the, the guns are gone. You know, yeah. kids just really, I, I get it. I get it. 
but but the, the manufacturer is really cool. They're from um, Savannah, Tennessee, and they were really, really well made. Um, the company was called Paris, and they had a wide array of muskets and guns. And like as a little pirate kid, Aww. I was totally into all of it. So, well, there he thank- is, little Kirk, little Kirk, right there. <laughs> we love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everybody. I know that we didn't see a lot of your comments. Partially, that's just because there's only two. There's like a tiny chat. It's, they go by so fast, so it's really hard to catch it. So, but we really love that you guys. Yeah, I think out. I think next time, I think next time we'll we'll try to to do the co-host versus multi-guest, which is annoying to try to figure out. Like TikTok keeps changing the way to introduce people because it wasn't working the traditional way. So we'll keep working on the tech. We'll figure it out. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to a little uh, Disney history with Kate and I. If you are not following Kate, please go and follow the Disney Cicerone. All of her content is incredibly well thought, well researched, and very beautifully recorded. So, uh, And she just has that very melodic voice that makes you want to listen to Disney history. And uh, if you're not following me, that's probably for the better. But uh, I am Kirk from Walrus Carp. We make theme park clothing as well as fun hacks snacks and fun facts around your favorite theme parks so you guys have a great evening kate thank you so much i learned a ton and wrote notes like a typical disney nerd should so <laughs> i love it so all right great. guys you have a great evening and an even better uh weekend yo ho yo ho pirates life for me